יש לי זרסה. אוקיי, שלום וברכה, for those who are here and those who are elsewhere and those who are out of space. בעזרת השם, we're continuing. At this point, we are going to go into Rav Nassin's prayer on the last section that we've been learning for the past few months on lesson 24 of the Kutay Moran. Just before that, let us just take a perspective of this amazing time. This amazing time right now, one second, okay. this amazing time that we're, we're in, Shalom Shalom Rav Chaim, the time that we're in now is this preparation for Rosh Hashanah basically. The 10 weeks starting from the beginning of the three weeks, the Bena Mitzarim, are 10 weeks in total, right? There's the seven weeks um, before Rosh Hashanah and preceding them are these three weeks that we just passed of the Bena Mitzarim. They're called in the terminology of Chazal, Tlata de Puranuta, the three weeks of, of Puranut, which means, uh, you know, uh, so they can't hear me, one second. Yeah, there we go. The, the three weeks of, uh, of suffering, Puranut, which is like the Haftaras of the three Shabbatot of the Bena Mitzarim. And now we're in the period called the Zayn de Nechamata, the seven weeks of consolation, where all the Haftaras are consolation. These seven and three correspond to the ten Sfirot, the three upper Sfirot called Keter Chochma Bina or Chochma Bina Dat. Those are the upper three Sfirot which correspond to the intellect. We cry during the three weeks over the destruction of the temple and the death or concealment of the Tzadikim, which connotes, which corresponds to a lack of Dat. There's Da'at missing. With the Beit HaMikdash, burnt the Beit HaMikdash was the source of the Torah. Like it says, right? Ki mitzion tetzeh Torah. That Torah came from Yerushalayim. The Sanhedrin, the top, top Sanhedrin, they sat in the Beit HaMikdash. They had their place there. The Lishkat Gazit was one of the rooms in the, in, the, in the part of the temple. That's where the highest level of Torah was coming out to the whole world was from the Beit HaMikdash. So we mourn over that, the destruction of the temple. And we mourn over the death of the Tzadikim or on a more practical level, the concealment of the tzaddikim. Because like the Zohar says, the tzaddikim never die. And if they die, it's from your perspective that they're dead. But the tzaddikim, even if they pass on physically, their Torah and their presence through the farm they leave behind and the students that they leave behind from generation to generation, they have the ability technically to continue the light of the tzaddikim. But if the generation is not worthy, if people are more concerned running after the vanities of this world, so it covers up the tzaddikim. To the extent that not only the tzaddikim covered up, but people begin to think that the tzaddikim are crazy, are nuts. <laughs> like the story Rabbi Nachman brings of the seven beggars, that one of the beggars in the stories, there was a, it recounts that there was a ganani, there was a gardener, there was a beautiful garden that had all the beautiful smells and colors and fragrances and everything. It was a, such a pleasure to be that garden. And there was a garden taker. There was someone who was a gardener who took care of the garden. And all of a sudden he disappeared. And the, ta- and, and the, and the, the garden began to rot and to fall apart and lost all of its beauty. So they went to fix the country. And, and the, 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 the beggar who was the one who suggested, he said, you have to get rid of these type of bad influences. And then you'll be able to find the gardener. So they listened to his advice. They got rid of bad people who were causing bad influence. And all of a sudden they said, could it be that crazy guy 
who says he's the gardener and we're always throwing rocks at him and everything because he's crazy, could it be that he is really the gardener? And the beggar who was really tzaddik says, yes, he is the gardener, he's the tzaddik. So it shows you that people can be so distorted, so distorted, the da'at is so out of place, it's so destroyed because of the vanities of the world that a person can be looking at the face of a tzaddik and he sees the exact opposite. The classic example is what Rabbi Nachman brings in Lesson 17 from the Zohar about the Merat Machpelah, the cave of Machpelah in Hebron, that it says about Ephron, he, the Zohar says he was so happy to get rid of it. He was happy to sell it to Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu saw and smelled the entrance to Gan Eden when he ran into that cave, when his bakar, when one of the cattle ran, ran away from him, when he wanted to slaughter the, the, the cattle in order to offer tongues to the three angels, right? We know the Midrash, the story. So he followed the, the cow into, the, into this cave and he smelt the scent of Gan Eden and he saw also there lying down Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve were lying there. So he wanted to purchase it. He smelled Gan Eden. And Ephron, when he came to Ephron, he said, this is your land, I want to buy it. Ephron says, take it, take it. Even the, the, the Peshat is, he says, take it for free. He was so happy to sell it. So Rabbi Nachman points out, look, two people looking at the exact same thing. One, Avram Avinu, smells Gan Eden. He tastes Gan Eden. He feels Gan Eden. And this guy, Ephron, the exact opposite. It's muznach, it's dirty, it's garbage, it's nothing. That's how it is. That a tzaddik, for one person, you see, he sees the light. The other person, him, he's a tzaddik. Eh, forget it, nothing, right? So this is what we're mourning over the death of tzaddikim. They're not necessarily dead, not necessarily, but in people's perspectives, because of their distorted vision, due to what they put in themselves, all the input, the, the wrong input that they put in themselves, all the ta'avot, midot ra'ot, so they see what's good and holy as being the exact opposite. We cry over that in the three weeks, okay? That's the goal. And Tisha B'Av, the goal is to get out of that. The morning is like a wake-up call to just realize what we're doing in life. I just have to go over this story. I don't know if you heard it a few times, but it's an amazing story. There was a Breslev in, uh, in Poland before World War II, before World War, War, World War I even. His name was Nachum Schuster. Nachum Schuster, he was a very, very simple man. He didn't even know how to learn, nothing. He knew just how to read the letters of the Aleph Bet, and that's it. The Davin, didn't know, to, didn't, know, didn't know what he was saying, nothing. Somehow he hooked up with the Breslev Hasidim in Poland. They convinced him, this is before World War I, so Russia was still accessible, Ukraine was still accessible. Uh, he was convinced by the rest of us to go to Uman for Shoshana. He went to Uman for Shoshana, he was inspired. He, there he got to learn about the concept of getting up at midnight, getting up at Chatzot, and crying over the Beit HaMikdash. So when he got back home, and it was already after Yom Kippur, after the Chagim, whatever, so he started getting up Chatzot. He would go to the local Beit Midrash, he would go to the women's section, Every basement had also a woman's section back then. And he would go sit down in the woman's section, sit on the floor and start crying the words of Chatzot, even though he had no idea what he's saying. The dirges for the morning of the temple. So at that time, there were a whole group of these big outstanding Tamideh Chachamim, Torah scholars. They were learning all day and into the night. They would finish learning at midnight. So they're leaving and they see this Nachum Shuster, this Amar, it's coming to, to, to the Beit Midrash. They're wondering, what's he doing here at midnight? So they saw that he's saying Tikkun Chatzot. So he started to crack up. They started to laugh at him. He said, he doesn't even know how to learn Torah, basics. Mishnayot, Chumash, basics, Torah. And he's, do, he's getting up for Chatzot. 
who gets up for chatzot? Tzadikim do, big people, people who have broad shoulders and they have a background in the Torah, they get up for chatzot. What's this guy getting up chatzot? So two of them couldn't hold themselves back, where Mordechai suckled over, Mordechai Halberstadt, and another guy named Chaim Gavriel. They couldn't hold themselves back. They went up to him and he said, listen, uh, Rav Nachum, chatzot is not for you. You know, chatzot is for big tzadikim. It's better you go to learn how to read and understand the Hebrew language, Lashon HaKodesh, Torah. Start learning basics instead of getting up chatzot. So he said to them, listen to what you guys are saying to me. See, you guys have everything. You guys learn all day into the night. You have everything you need. You guys don't need the Beit HaMikdash. <laughs> me, like you say, I have nothing. I can't even read. I can't even understand what I'm saying. I need the Beit HaMikdash. They heard that. They flipped out. They said, what? What is he saying to us? Wait a second. Is that true? Is that how we really feel? Yes. We do feel comfortable. We're in Kolel all day. Everything's taken care of. We don't have to go work on the streets. Money comes our way. We're taking care of our wives. are taking care of the home, the kids and everything. And we're learning all day and into the night. We're enjoying the Torah. Do we miss the Beit Midash? He's right. We don't. We don't feel the Galut. They woke up. They just heard that. It changed their lives. They woke up. They became breast lovers. They weren't. They were Radzin or Hasidim. They were both Radzin or Hasidim. At least Mordechai Sokolover was one of the big Radzin. He was a big Talmud Chacham. And for him to shift to Breslev was a major, major move. And even the Rebbe of Radzin was a bit taken. But he had such a respect for him. And he had respect for Breslev also. So he accepted it. But he faced a lot of opposition. But even though there was opposition, still he had the upper hand. And people, they couldn't deny his geonot. He was a gaon. And he was appointed afterwards to be the chief rabbi of Sokolov. That's why it's called Mordechai Sokolover. Because he became the chief rabbi of Sokolov, this uh, Mordechai. And he became a very close student of Avram ben Nachman. All because of these simple words of Nachum Shuster that came from the heart. You don't need the Beit HaMikdash. I do. <laughs> that woke them up. That actually woke him up. Unbelievable. Okay, so this is the wake-up call of Tisha B'Av. The three weeks of Tisha B'Av, those three correspond to Chochma Bina Dat or Keter Chochma Bina. Depends how you want to look at the upper three Svirot. And then these seven weeks preparing for Shana, the lower seven Svirot. In our context, Lesson 24, we're going the opposite direction. We're going from down to up. I recap quickly to do the Mitzvot B'Simcha elevates the Malchut from the Klipot, right? We went at this many times. And once the Malchut is elevated from the Klipot, it goes to the level of the legs. And then from the legs, it goes to the level of the hands. What that means on a practical level, that when a Jew does mitzvot b'simcha, he releases that holy energy, the divine presence, the Kedusha, the holiness that's trapped in the evil. When a Jew does a mitzvah with simcha, the simcha takes the mitzvah and elevates it. To what level? The level of the legs, the feet. What is the idea of the of the feet? It's that the mitzvah now has capacity and momentum to get the whole world to wake up, to get movement. If you want to wake up the world, this is what Rabbi Nachman is teaching in this lesson. Do mitzvot b'simcha. That's how you get the world to wake up. You want people to get into Hashem, into Judaism, into the purpose of life and the meaning of this world, that this world is totally vanity, total sheker, and it's only a preparation for the real world. To get people to wake up to see clearly like this, it's through doing the mitzvah of the simcha. So that's the idea, it goes up to the legs, which is 
called Netzach Hod Yesod, that's the legs. And then once that happens, you're able to activate bracha into the world. The blessings are associated with the hands because you receive blessings with the hands and you receive blessings from the hands. The koanim, Birkat koanim is with the hands and we also receive, the hands play the representation of bracha, okay? Once bracha is activated, the main bracha Rabbi Nachman teaches, we didn't get to that yet, is sechel. A person is smart if now like they say in Spanish, the piñata. You know what a piñata is? Piñata is like these Mexicans. They have this, uh, this fake uh, donkey filled with candies. And, they, and the child on the birthday hits it and all the candies come down. So if, you, if already you're activating the shefa to come down, why ask for a Lamborghini and a big house and a nice swimming pool and no chovot and big buildings? Aim high. What's high? Sechel. Imdat kanita machasarta. Imdat chasarta makanita. If you are smart, you will do like King Solomon. When Hashem told King Solomon, what do you want? What did King Solomon say? I want wisdom. Chachochma. The wisdom of God. Because once you have the wisdom of God, that includes everything. When you know the, the, the secret of Hashem's presence in the world, you, you can deal with anything that comes your way. Whether you have, I got the door maybe, five shekels or you have five million dollars, you know how to deal with it. You know how to go with the flow. You're always happy. If it's $5 or $5 million, you're okay. Because you have the dot. You have the awareness of Hashem with you. Right? So this is now elevating the hands, using the bracha to draw down secha. Okay? Intellect. Which is chokhmah binadat. So here, on these 10 weeks, from the beginning of the, to the three weeks, until Rosh Hashanah, we're going from up to down. We're starting from Chokhmah Bin Adat. <laughs> Start Chokhmah Bin Adat. Okay. And now going downwards, because we're now going back to Malchut until we receive Rosh Hashanah and we go back up again. When we get close to Rosh Hashanah, we'll go into the, the opposite momentum. But now, these 10 weeks, now we pass the first three. Now we're in the beginning of the Chesed Gvurati Feret. So Parashat Ve'et Hanan is basically Chesed. Next week's Parashat is Gvura. The week after is Tiferet, okay? So it's no wonder Ve'et Hanan has in it, this week's Parashat has what? The Ten Commandments. Because now is the beginning, yeah, with the Ten Commandments this week, right? Yeah. Parashat Ve'et Hanan has Aseret Adibrot. The second time with the Ten Commandments. Because now we're bringing down the Bracha now. The Bracha of the Ten Commandments, which is the Bracha of Chokhmah, is coming down, okay? So this is the, this is where we're holding in perspective of the time period, the time frame now. We are now going to continue, believe it or not, with where we left off in Rav Nossin's prayer. You have here, I'll show you where it is if you want. You have here Likutei Tfilot. We're doing Likutei Tfilot. We're going to explain the concepts of Likutei Moram through the perspective of, of Likutei Tfilot. Okay? So here's the prayer. We're holding, I'll tell you exactly where we're holding. Here. We're over here on this page over here. Kanach. You brought a kinuach. You know what kinuach is? Kinuach no. seuda. Uh, you, brought, uh, you brought dessert right now, and dessert. we're holding on page kinuach. Here, kinuach. No way. Yes way. Yes okay. Way. <laughs> over here. Kanach. Page kanach. On the bottom, the bottom right of the, the right column, the bottom right where it begins. Uvchen. You see where it says uvchen? Let me just see if that's the right word. Right. Okay, 
So we're holding, you see where it says, Uvchen Terachem Aleinu. This paragraph is going to summarize what we've been learning for the past, I think, two months or three months. Fine and nice. <laughs> Looks good. Enjoy. Um, this, this paragraph here is going over paragraphs three and four of Likutei Moran. Okay? We're going to see how Rav Nosin is going to re-explain these ideas. This is Rav Nosin, okay? So this is the paragraph there. Kanach, page Kufnun Chen of this edition. If you have the BRI edition, it's page 212. So this is Rav Nosin going over all the ideas. When you pay careful attention to how Rav Nosin talks, you see that he's adding more details to the Likut Imran. So this is another example how the Rav Nosin's prayers explain the Likut Imran. One of the best commentaries to Likute Moran is Likute Tfilot. So what wants to get in? Okay, so uh, how do I send them the link? What, how, what is the passcode? It's, it's, uh, let, me, let me send them an invite. Oh shoot, how am I going to send it to him? He's not in one of my groups? Uh, no, 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 it's, a, it's a Mendelssohn. Tell Mendelssohn to look on the Chizu group or the Breast of Therapy group. You can see it there. Um, um, one second. Either from the bread rest of therapy or the bread rest of the. Let me send it to him. Let me send him uh, the invite link and then he'll see it there. One second. No, no, no. He said that's a link that you. I'm going to send him the page. Tell him to join the page. Jomo. Tell him to add. T- tell him to join this page, and I'm sending him right now on WhatsApp. Uh, uh, hold on. Tell him if he sees he it. He's sending you a, a page. Okay. Tell him to get into it, and he'll and uh, I'll send it again. Tell me when it's in. Sorry about this. Okay. Okay. And just and just and just uh, go in. Like uh, go into that. Join the group. Uh, tell him to join the group. Like join the group. I, I joined him already. He's on the group already. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. 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 He'll see. Tell him he'll see it right now. You you should see it now. There, class in five minutes. Okay, okay, no, no. Good, no, no. he sees it? Um, uh, um, uh, do, you, do you see it? Okay. Ah, okay, okay. Sure, okay. that's okay. it. Okay. All right. So, this is an amazing point, by the way, in life, that if you really want to get into Likute Moran, you're going to have to get into Likute Tfilot. The secret to Likute Moran is not... Okay, it's Lam Danust. Like, we, we spend a lot of time learning, right? All that learning is for this, for the prayer. All the learning we do, all the Psukim and Mar Mekomot and the Shlach Kadosh and the, and the Megale Amukot, anything we quote and we go into Zohar and Kitvari, it's preparation to say the prayer. You hear this? You hear this? It's the biggest Musar of life. If you think now Likut Yerman is a Sikhli and intellectual learning and everything, you're wrong. The Likut Imran, the only way to get in is through the heart. If you don't have the heart, you won't say anything. You'll just be like, oh, very nice Chidushim on, on, on Torah, Hashkaf and everything. Well, what did you get with that? What did you get with that? You got nothing. You want to change. I want to change Hashem. I want to be a good Jew. So this is the secret, the prayer. That's why these prayers, Rav Nosin said, I'm going to say this again. Rav Nosin said that for every day that you don't say these prayers, you're going to give a Din V'Cheshbon. And he didn't say that about learning the Kutemran. He didn't say for every day that you don't learn the Kutemran, you get the Bedeev Cheshbon. 
He didn't say that about maybe Shmot uh, Tzadikim or other Sfarim that Rav Nosin wrote. He didn't even say that about his Likutei Alachot, even though just the first volume was printed in his lifetime. He said it about the prayers. Later on, the next generation, uh, two generations later, Avram ben Rav Nachman, who was the son of Rav Nosin's main disciple, Nachman Tulchener, he said the same thing applies to Likutei Alachot. But now, if I have a choice between Likutei Tfilot and Likutei Alachot, I have only five minutes. Or to say Likutei Tfilot or Tulan Likutei Alachot, what comes first? Kutei Tfilot, okay? If I have, if I have someone, God forbid, sent to jail, and they say you can bring in one book, which book do I bring in? The Kutei Tfilot. <laughs> you got it? Because this is the key. These prayers are the key. When you know how to use the prayers, you have all of Rabbi Nachman's teachings in your hands. I'm telling you. If your heart is connected to the ideas that Rav Nosen is presenting, this is the key to navigate throughout all the rest of teachings. You'll know what to do. It's unbelievable. You don't have to ask every time, do we like this, do we like that, do we like this, like this. You don't have to go like all this type of mochen de katnut and, and what, is, what, is, what do I do, this and that. If your heart is attuned to the ideas because you're davening about them, Hashem gives you siyat deshmaya. You know what direction to take in life. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. But this is breast of therapy. If you want a breast of therapy, Mr. Mr. Z, it's this. It's the prayers. Rav Nosson's prayer is the biggest breast of therapy, and we'll go into it. Now as an example. Now we're going to see how the prayers are expressing the ideas of the lesson. Okay, so he says like this. You see that paragraph there? Kanach, page Kanach on the, bar, on the, on the right side. Uvchen terachem aleinu. Okay, you'll see how Rav Nosson is explaining what we learned these past two months. And thus Hashem... To have pity, have compassion upon us. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King. V'tamshich aleinu kedusha v'tahora. Draw upon us holiness and purity. Okay. For what purpose? What's this a prerequisite for? What is kedusha v'tahora for? For the following. V'titen koach u'gvura. Bechol mitzvah u mitzvah shanu zochin asot. Okay, draw upon us number one, holiness and purity, and give us strength and power. Koach ugvura, strength and force and power. Okay. Sorry, sorry, and give. Sorry, it's not give us. And give strength and power in every each and every mitzvah that we have the merit to do. Okay. Shetit orer hamitzvah. That our mitzvah should arouse, the mitzvah should arouse what's coming up, and it should go into all the worlds. It should, the mitzvah should be aroused and have momentum and move and go into all the worlds. So that the mitzvah I'm doing is not just me doing it. It's not, oh, I'm putting my tool in today and that's about it. But the mitzvah has momentum, it's moving. But you hear what he, you hear what added? Rav Nosson added here, aleinu kedusha v'tahara. What is this? What, what does kedusha v'tahara have to do? So what, it has to do a lot, because the more kedusha and tahara that you put in a mitzvah, the more the mitzvah has momentum. This, in a sense, it's not explicit, but Rav Nosson is hinting that if now you add kedusha v'tahara to the mitzvah you do, it adds the momentum. How do we know what adds Kedusha V'tara into the mitzvot? Mikveh. Okay? This is a hint to going to the mikveh. 
Okay, now, why do we go to the mikveh, by the way? Why in Hasidic circles, in Brestov circles, in Sephardic Mekubalim circles, there's the idea of going to the mikveh almost every day, basically every day. The mikveh adds Kedusha V'tahara. The famous story, I'll say this again, you guys heard it from me a few times, I'll say it again, right? One of Isra Zalman Meltzer, one of the, the big rabbis of Slabotka, came to Eretz Yisrael, came to Yerushalayim, okay, and he was super-duper Litvak, okay, super-duper Litvak rabbi. He came to Eretz Yisrael, and he found out that the chief rabbi of Yerushalayim, Rav Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld, who was not a Hasid, wasn't Hasidic, he was from the, what's it called, Pressburg Yeshiva, which was a, wasn't Hasidic, okay, it was, it was different, neutral, okay, and when he found out that the chief rabbi of Yerushalayim was going to the mikveh every day, like the Hasidim, so he was shocked. I mean, you're our chief rabbi. <laughs> you're, you're representing me. So Mr. Zalman Meltzer, we said to Rav Yosef Chaim Zonfeld, I said, what? You also became a chusid? You also became a chusid? So Rav Yosef Chaim Zonfeld said to him like this. He says, just imagine, think about it. If a mikveh can transform a goy into a Jew, because that's the final stage of the conversion. What's the final stage after the Brit Milah and Hatafat Adam, whatever they do? It's the mikveh, right? If the mikveh can transform a goy into a Yid, so just imagine what it can do to a Jew himself. He heard this from Isser Zaman Meltzer, and the story goes, and I heard this from Israel Mayor Brenner, that he started to go every day also to the Mikveh also, or Isser Zaman Meltzer started going to the Mikveh also every day. Okay? The idea is what Mikveh does to a person, Rav Nosen writes, right? You could have done the worst things in your life. Mikveh gives you, remember this? Tikva. The word for mikveh, Rav Nosen points out, is like the word for hope. A person could be so off, so off in life. He's so upside down, everything's upside down. And yet, if such a person is consistent in going to the mikveh, and he doesn't say, I'm so off anyways, so what's the mikveh going to help anyways? He doesn't say like that, he says just the opposite. That's, that's pagam in emunat chachamim at the highest level. To say that is the biggest pagam. That means you believe your sin is greater than the power of a mitzvah? You know, Rav Nassim goes into this a lot. He says, people take Yirata Onesh the wrong way. Yirata Onesh, you did this, you did that, you're doomed, you're doomed. So one second, and if I do good, am I still doomed? The good, the, the, the light of the good, it doesn't outweigh the bad? Is that Chazal? Midat Tova Meruba? Always the good has the upper hand? Chazal teach that. So if I can believe in damage done by the sin, I can't believe in the good done by the mitzvah? Yeah, but, no, yeah, but. I did something bad. Chayav karet, chayav this. There's no mitzvah that should counter that. If you know there's an avera that let's say chayav karet chasashalom, isn't there a mitzvah on the other scale that can do the opposite of karet to give you arichut yamim and this and that to balance it off? No. It can, it, that, that's the reason here. That's the, that's a smara. It can't be like that. Just as bad does damage, right? The famous statement. If you believe that bad can cause damage, then believe that the good can fix. So again, Rav Nassim, you see, adds two words here. Adds, Tamshikh aleinu kedusha v'tahara, draw upon me holiness and purity. But to do that, we know you need to do things for kedusha v'tahara. The main thing is going to the mikveh. That's why mikveh is so important in the life of a Jew. It's so, so big. It helps you so much. Again, you can say, but I'm a nobody, I'm a shlam, I'm a shlepper. Still, go to the mikveh, because it's going to give you Kedusha V'tahara at 5,000 times level, level greater than, you, than your actual level. It's great, it's a benefit. Why just throw down, you don't need this anymore? What? What, what? What's this chutzpah, this silly attitude? Go to the mikveh. It's next door. 
It costs five dollars. You have five dollars in your pocket. Just go to the mikveh. What, what's the what's the problem? It costs hundred shekels a month. Let's say it's a uh, it's cheaper to do mon- the monthly manui, right? Do it. What's what's the problem? It's another twenty minutes. Okay, and it's it's okay. It's a there's a shower. You disgusted by the mikveh, so go to the shower afterwards. What do you want to tell you? If if if, if it's, it's 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 the being disgusting part, so you can take care of that. There's shower. There's soap. There's with shampoo. It's not a problem, right? But the, the thing is, that's kedusha v'tara. Rav Nosen is adding. Look, v'tamshich aleinu kedusha v'tara. Why? Why don't you why, why did Rav Nosen just say like this? Why didn't he, he go straight into the idea? The idea is that the mitzvah should wake up, should do momentum. He added these four words. He's hinting to that this will add the momentum to your mitzvah. The Kedusha Vitara that you do the mitzvot, which, what's the prerequisite to have Kedusha Vitara? The most basic thing is going to the mikveh. That gives you Kedusha Vitara. Period. Even if you, yeah, even if you have the, the most disgusting thoughts and everything, people will say, does it help him to go to the mikveh? The person is always thinking about whatever, pornography and znus and everything. Even when he's in the mikveh, he's thinking about it. So he's tovel v'sheretz bayadol. You know, the negative people, they say that. It's not the case. person can be the worst thing. Again, you underestimate the power of the good. People talk like that. They say you shouldn't go to the mikveh anyways, because anyways, he's such a... When people like a, they have a deen attitude on doing good, so, so what, what, what does he gain by saying that now? He caused the person to be even worse off. Like the Gemara condemns that Amora, you remember the Amora? That because of him, Yashka fell off. You remember the Gemara? I forget, I forget the Gemara exactly where it is. I think it's in Sota or Sanhedrin. That there was an Amora that because he pushed off Yashka, even though Yashka was a mamzer and everything, but him pushing it off caused more damage, right? It's like, weigh, weigh what you're doing. You, you want to wake up the person, but by telling him more bad, it just pushes him off even more. What did you gain? So, okay, you're right. And what did you gain now? This is gone. That's gone. It, it's better the, the kirva, you know, the drawing close. Even the person is as they are. And yet, they're coming to show that they want to have some, some connection, some good. So build on that. Take it. Develop it. This is an amazing point. An amazing point. So here again. Draw upon us Kedusha Vatara, which by the way happens, I, I, you can say Rav Nosen is hinting here to the idea of the mikveh. Because he doesn't say how this happens. We know on a practical level Kedusha Vatara is automatically automated by going to the mikveh. Even though it was the bad, bad thoughts and you think it's Tobel B'Sher Tzbiado, it's not that case. This Kedusha Vatara is a different person, okay? Hashem give force, energy, power into every single mitzvah that we're doing, Shanu Zuchinasot, Shetit Orer HaMitzvah, that the mitzvah should wake up. Tit Orer. It doesn't say Shet Orer. Again, Rav Nosen, every word is precise. Tit Orer HaMitzvah, the mitzvah should wake up. A should wake up. B, that the mitzvah should wake up others. That's the grammar of Tit Orer. If it was itself, it would say Shet Orer HaMitzvah. It says Tit Orer. So the opposite, what am I saying? Tit Orer is the mitzvah itself. Right? Hit orari, hit orari, wake up itself. The mitzvah should wake up. The mitzvah should wake up. It's not A to B. I'm correcting myself, okay? And the mitzvah, by waking up, the mitzvah is waking up, and it should go into all the worlds, all the universes, the four dimensions. Olamot is basically in Kabbalah, Atzilut, Biriah, Yetzirah, the four worlds. They're called four dimensions if you want. 
Uteorer et kulam. Here, see, now it says teorer, not titorer. And the mitzvah should now, should wake up everybody. Lavodatecha, to your service and to your fear. Rav Nosin doesn't stop here. Watch, he's going to go now to elaborate every detail of, the, of, of every dimension. Watch, here we go. Ad sheitoreru kol haolamot kolam. To the extent they should wake up to serving you and fearing you, everyone, everyone, the goyim, the animals, the grasses, the trees, watch. Until the extent, to the extent that they should all work, wake up. To the extent that all the worlds, all of them in their entirety, and everything within them should wake up to your true service. To truly be connected on a practical level this is something amazing when you see for example you're a person who more or less tries to watch your time you try your best to grab every second you have for Gemara for Chumash for Tehillim for serving Hashem for doing good right you're someone who's trying to dedicate your life to serving Hashem and then you have to sometimes go out of your way you have to go shopping you have to go to Niagara Falls to pick up something you have to go wherever Hashem sends you right you find those type of people who are trying their best to be connected to the Kedusha and then they go out of their, their, their seder and they go out to the mundane world. These people have amazing stories to tell you of the Siata Deshmaya, the divine providence. You know what taxi driver took me? All the, it turns out that his mother's Jewish and he's talking about uh, his, his emuna and this and we made a connection. And then I met this person who brought up Hashem and this. In other words, these people will tell you that even though they go out of their regularity, <laughs> Hashem sending their messages constantly that Hashem is there. Okay? This is an example that the world is waking up due to the person's mitzvot on a practical level that it picks up the desiyata deshmaya, the divine messages happening around them with people, with a taxi driver. I just have a funny story. I have a funny story that once I was in Miami, I had to go from point A to point B, and they got me an Uber, okay? So I'm in an Uber truck, a car, and the guy doesn't speak a word of English. He's a Spanish, Hispanic guy, okay? And he's looking at me with my kippah and the beard, and he starts to cry. <laughs> I starts to cry, I don't know what's happening. And then he starts talking to me, and I understand he's talking about Moshe, and Hashem, he's saying all these words in Spanish, which I can figure out. I have no idea what he's saying. So I call somebody who speaks Spanish. I say, can you, can you translate to me what he's saying? And translate to him what I want to say. And it was basically the guy was telling me how he only believes in Hashem and the Torah. He's a goy. He's a total goy. No kippa, nothing. But he believes in the Torah and Am Yisrael and the Jewish people. And that's... <laughs> why Hashem, why are you sending me a five billion people in the world? You send me this taxi driver? You know, you didn't send like a regular guy who just wants his money. He's working for Uber because he wants extra money so he can buy his pack of cigarettes or his uh, Johnny Walker bottle, I don't know. And say so you send me a guy who, who has an emotional connection to Hashem in the Torah. That's not Hashgacha Pratit. But why the Hashgacha Pratit? Again, because when you're someone, I'm not saying about myself to brag, or anything, but I'm saying in general, Yidin, who live in Eretz Yisrael, we do so much to live here, for example, to live a life of Torah, we're trying our best. So Hashem takes care of you. Hashem sends you scenarios and it's connected to this idea that the world is waking up due to your mitzvah. Give the mitzvah that it should wake up and you can see it. You see it around you. You see that Hashem doesn't abandon you even though He sends you away. Uh, I remember once 
you know, when you have to travel from Israel to America. So if you have a stopover, like in Switzerland or whatever, so the American, uh, what are called Border Patrol, they ask you, so why are you coming into America and everything? So it was a lady, another Spanish lady, who spoke English, and she asked me, what am I doing? I said, I'm going to give lectures on Rabbi Nachman of Restive. She said, who's this Rabbi Nachman? Can you please tell me you have a link, you have a page and everything? I'm just cracking up again. Just, it's funny, it comes up, you know, she could just do her job. Okay, thank you, okay, go, next. No, she has to ask me, and what's it about? And what do you talk about? She started going on and on and on. The people behind me are waiting, like 50 people behind me. And she's talking on, what does Rabbi Nachman talk about? And this and that. Crazy, what's going on? Just, it comes out, this is an example that the world wakes up through the mitzvah that you do, okay? So give strength and power. I'm just, I, I, again, so I jumped up a little. Until everyone, all the worlds, and everything in each dimension, every world, wakes up to your true service. To serve you, but the truth. Which is that there's only one path of the truth. We believe that. That's the path of the Torah, period. So now Rav Nosen goes into every detail. Watch. Number one, group four, group, group one. Domem, Tzomeach, Chai, Medaber. The world of inanimate, like the rocks and the stones. Tzomeach, vegetation. Chai, the animal life. And Medaber. Okay, all four levels should wake up to serve you. Number two, Esh, Ruach, Maimafar. Fire, wind, water, and earth, the four elements. Again, this takes place, like, you know, the, I'll tell you a funny thing. Here's a funny example. Once uh, I was on, a, I had to take a subway in Toronto. I had to go redo my passport in Toronto. This is like maybe eight years ago, six years ago. So I had to take, I, had, I hadn't taken the subway in, in Toronto like for maybe 30 years. <laughs> Last time I was there. So I'm in the subway, and again, I'm dressed the way I'm dressed, okay? It's like, uh, it's still hot outside. It's like October, September, October. It's still nice and warm. And um, we're, we're, I'm sitting there, and there's a guy is walking outside of the subway, and the subway's not moving. And I'm sitting there five minutes. He doesn't want to sit in the subway because it's hot. He's standing outside. And he's looking at me, and he's smiling at me. Okay, and we're waiting and waiting five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Then say, your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. We have a, we have a technical problem with the electric, electricity of the subway. Everyone has to get off the subway. <laughs> So we get off and all the, the fire station starts coming in and everything. So then this guy, he's looking at me smiling and he starts talking to me in Hebrew. He's an Israeli who lives in Toronto. So Hashem made it because of what happened. So we got out. We decided to take the bus together to continue and we went on for like another half an hour together. I'm just saying, here's an example how the fire ru'esh, of the subway didn't work in order for you to meet certain people and to talk to them and this and that. There's such siyata dishmaya that even the four elements will do things to promote Yiddishkeit, to promote speaking about Hashem, about Torah. What do we speak about the whole time? We're speaking about Hashem, Torah. He's speaking about Chabad and this and that, whatever, okay? So that's an example that the, 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 four, the four elements should wake up. Fire, wind, water, earth. If you count the items here, there's about 40 items he's going to go into. Okay? From that's an expression of the big cedar trees. That's like a big item. Have you ever seen a cedar tree? It's humongous. Humongous. They're cedar, cedar tree. They have them in California also. They're humongous. It's like the thickness of the tree could be like twice the size of this room. 
Another, yeah, it's like the the the, the circumference, the parameter. What's the word in English? Yeah. I forgot how you say it. the circumference of of the tree is so thick you can like build a house inside it. That's how thick they are. Giant cedar trees of Lebanon. Diameter. Huh? Diameter. It's a circumference, I think. The diameter. The diameter is half. Circumference is the whole outside of the circle. Yeah. You see how good English is, our math, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Okay. Ezov is like the hyssop that grows on the wall, which is like tiny. Like a little a little type of weed that starts growing on the wall. That's called the Ezov on the kir. It's an expression. From the biggest to the smallest. Mishilshul katan shebayam, from the tiniest worm in the sea, ad karnere emim, the big horns of the ram. That's another expression from the smallest to biggest. But in this time, like in, in the relationship to a, another sect of the animal the kingdom, okay? And then he goes on, Ravnos. Malcheretz, again, he's quoting from Tehillim, right? Malcheretz, vechol leomim, sarim vechol shoftearetz, the kings of the land and all the nations. The ministers and all the judges of the world. They should all wake up. You hear this? They should all wake up. Unbelievable. Gdoli Muktanim. I had a funny story recently that I had a, I got caught for not wearing a mask on the way to Kever Rachel. Okay, we're going to Davin. Kever Rachel. We're going to Davin. And the police are purposely positioned at the entrance of Kever Rachel because they know they can get people who are not wearing their masks who don't know the law and they're not wearing their masks in the cars. We're in a private car. If you're in a private car and it's not a family member, according to the law back then, 2020-21, you have to wear a mask because of the corona. Okay. So I didn't have my mask because I have difficulty breathing. I wanted them to open the window. There were little kid, t- uh, children in the back, a baby, a, a new- newborn baby, so I couldn't open the window. It was Hanukkah time, so it was a bit cold. But I needed air. So I couldn't breathe with the mask on and there's no window open. If the window was open, I would have left the mask on, okay? But I didn't. So the police stopped us. I got a ticket. He got a ticket, okay? And I said, I'm going to fight this. This is not fair. What did I do so wrong? Okay? I, I, I can't breathe. I, the window's open. This, the window's not open. It's closed. I, I can't breathe. So I went to fight it. And it was Adar. They, they, they picked the date. The date they picked was Rosh Chodesh Adar. The first day of Adar. And other halacha says it's the best time to go for a court case. So I get to the court case, okay? And I come, I'm davening and davening Hashem, whatever you want. I'm not going to daven. Please assume that it works. He said, whatever you want, Hashem. I'm, not, I don't, I'm a weak person. Whatever you want, Hashem. I'm not going to fight and fight and kill myself. Whatever you want. I see the name of the judge. He has an American name. You know, the, his honorable uh, Paul Sharp. He said, this sounds like a, I, and a real American name. I might know him even. So we get into the court case. It's an American judge here in Israel, an American judge. Okay? So he asked me to speak, and I'm speaking with my Canadian accent, you know, Shalom, Manishma, whatever, for the Shofet. You can hear in my accent that I have a North American accent. And he's like, I just started explaining what happened, and I had medical, I brought medical papers, whatever. So he tells me, stop. Okay? And he continues talking to the, he said, I heard, I heard, you don't have to continue, it's okay. So afterwards, you know, he starts talking to me in English, the judge. So where are you from? <laughs> the judge in the middle of the court case. So where are you from? And he said, uh, I'm from uh, you know, Toronto, Kvoda Shafet. And where are you from, Kvoda Shafet? He says, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, or both. And we're schmoozing in the middle of the court case. And then, and all, I came to my good, and I got an exemption. Everything went great and everything. I'm just saying, you know, the judges, the judges are okay with you. And I, I didn't, I'm not a criminal. I'm doing something bad. I, I couldn't breathe. 
I, could, I had to take off the mask. I couldn't breathe. The, the window, they had opened the window. What do you want from me? Okay? And I had a medical page. I had a page that I'm saying that I can't breathe if I'm just in a closed area with a mask. I need, I need air, whatever. Okay? And they accepted in the end. They didn't want to accept it. And, they give, you know, they give other people a hard time. Here I had, I had miracles. I'm just saying. Shofte Aretz. Gdolim uktanim. Adults, you know, big people and small people. Banim ubanot. Sons, daughters. Zikinim unarim. The elder and the young. And Rav Nosen is going on. 40 examples he goes into. Ha'aretz v'chol asher The earth and everything upon it. Ha'yamim v'chol asher The seas and everything in them. Ha'shamayim, the heavens. U'shmei ha'shamayim, the upper heavens. V'chol tzva'am. And all the hosts of the celestial bands in heaven. And then he goes on further, Rav Nosen. You see, Rav Nosen wants you to understand the mitzvah is far-reaching. Your little tiny mitzvah, your little Joshmo that you think your mitzvah has nothing, even to think, who says my tefillin are even kosher? My little tefillin and everything. Yes, your tefillin, if it meets the minimum required of halacha, it does the job. Right? You have a kosher mezuzah, it does the job. You have kosher tzitzit, it does the job. You have kosher peyot, you have a kosher circumcision, you have everything done minimal, it does the job, it goes through. What, what does it mean to go through? It gets everything to wake up. Everyone, everything. Rav Nosen wants you to understand that. So he's going on. Olam ha'asiyah, v'ayetzira, v'abriyah, v'atzilut, v'chol ha'shebahem. The four dimensions, the four worlds. The world of asiyah, action. The world of formation, yetzira. The world of creation, atzibriyah, right? And v'atzilut. Is as a hard term. It's near the beginning of la'atzil. It's a, that's a hard term to translate. Once I had a good translation for atzilut, la'atzil means the shining to to give over. There's, there's a good, a better translation for that. V'chol ha'shabayim and everything in these four dimensions, these four worlds, and he goes on. Watch. Shfalim, galgalim, malachim, zikim, chashmalim, srafim, v'ofanim, v'chayat hakodesh. I need here the BRI translation because these are hard words. Okay. Shfalim which is the lowliest creatures, fine. Galgalim, the celestial spheres. Zikim, what's Zikim? It's, it's a type of, huh? Where? Not yet. No, uh, uh, yeah, okay. So now, now it's got Malachim, sorry. Malachim is angels. Zikim are spirits. Okay? Chashmalim, sorry, Zikim are spirit forces. Chashmalim, Chashmal, it's a, that's a type of force called the Chashmal. We don't even translate it. We're not allowed to translate it, I think. Chashmal is a type of angel force. Srafim are a type of angels that burn up. Ofanim, we don't, they're like wheels. That's the translation, but it's not literally, literally wheels. And Chayot HaKodesh, the Holy Chayot. These are all types of angels and levels of, of spiritual existences. Okay? They all wake up with your mitzvah. Okay? And he goes on, Rav Nosen. Min Tachlit nekudat hamerkaz shel olam asiyah. Yeah. Are they already the holiest of the holy? So how can we arouse them? Because they, we have something that they don't have and they need. We have our ratzon. Yeah, they don't have the ratzon that we have. They don't have the, the desire that we have. That that ratzon which goes so into like our mitzvah, it pushes them. Wow. They are incomplete. You hear this? The Asrafim and Malachim and Chayot and Akodesh and Ofanim and Zikim and Olam They are incomplete without your mitzvah. Dan Besimcha. Don't forget that. The mitzvah, we didn't mention it all. He didn't mention it either. He didn't mention even once 
doing the mitzvah b'simcha. He said the mitzvah b'kedusha v'tahara. You notice that? He just even the mitzvah that's done without it's that. It, what's the point? When you realize what your mitzvah is doing, that itself should bring you the simcha. You hear that? The simcha comes to you when you realize what the mitzvah is doing. What's the mitzvah doing? And the mitzvah is waiting for me to be b'simcha. Yes, but what does it do? All these things that doesn't make you happy. The goal of that is to make you happy. When you realize what the mitzvah is doing, it gets you moving, man. Okay, so let's let's finish off here. Min tachlit nekudat amerkas shelolam asiyah. From again, from the tachlit nekudat, from the maximum maximum capacity of the inner point of the center of this corporeal corporeal world of action, this dimension of action, this world of action, until the highest point of the highest of the four worlds. Ad reshit nekudat habria shutchilat atzilut until the beginning point of the creation, which is the beginning of the upper world of the four worlds called Atzilut. Okay? So now add here a comma. After saying all these 40 levels, these 40 categories, Bechulam telech ha-mitzvah sh'anu zochin la'asot b'choled. You saw how Rav Nosen opened up the Likutei Moran. <laughs> you see it, okay? You didn't see this in the Likutei Moran. Rav Nosen opened it up. In all of these worlds, should my mitzvah go? That the mitzvah that we do at all times, all the mitzvah that you do, don't say only specific mitzvah do this. Becholet, Rav Nosson says, all the mitzvot, all the time they have this capacity to do this. And our mitzvot should wake up. A takits is like a stronger arousal term. They should arouse and wake up all of these worlds, all of these categories to truly serve you, to connect to you, Hashem. And let all the worlds come back to you, Hashem, to reconnect to you and everything in them also in honesty and sincerity. They should come back to you. All this by doing a mitzvah. You hear this? This is what a mitzvah does. The translation of mitzvah is, what does mitzvah mean? To connect, letzavet, tzvat, not sivu. It's not just a commandment. Mitzvah is a commandment, but it's connecting. Connecting what? This world and everything in these worlds, like we just mentioned, all these categories, connecting them to who? To Hashem, to the Shechina. Okay, we're connecting them back. Okay. And he says in just one sentence what we worked on for the past few weeks. He goes into bracha and it's one, one, one statement. And through this, through getting everybody aroused to Hashem, there should be aroused blessing in all the worlds in their entirety. This is the secret to activating bracha. When the creation wakes up because of your mitzvot, this brings the bracha. This brings the bracha. This is an example of Nasan opens up the Dikutimaran. It gives you a feeling, gives you now the, the, the belief and the want to do the mitzvot with such a, a joy and the yearning because you know what you're doing. I'm not just doing the mitzvot for me now. I'm doing the mitzvot to connect everybody else to Hashem. I'm part of it, fine. I'm, I'm the kli, the Jew is like the intermediate in, interface between this world and Hashem. Isn't that amazing? That's why mitzvot is so unique. The Jewish people are not part of this world. Okay, and at the same time, right now, we're not part of the world to come. We're in, we're in between. When we do mitzvot of this world, tefillin, tzitzit, Yom Kippur, lulav, tzedakah, brachot on food, berkat Torah, Torah study, everything. So we're taking 
the, this world connecting it to Hashem. We are the, we are the, the means for the mitzvah to take place. It's, it's a key. When you see that, you see your perspective and your mitzvah changes. You're not doing mitzvah for you. The person says, I don't feel like it. Who, who asked you? <laughs> who asked you? We need you to do the mitzvah from Israel. There used to be a song by Miami Boys Choir. Remember Miami Boys Pechamami? We need you, we need your tefillah each and every year. You remember that song? We need you. Stop talking davening. We need your davening. Say baruch ha-baruch I mean, don't say it for you. Right? They had a joke, unfortunately, here. I saw when I came to Israel. How do you know that a Baal Tshuva passed the line between being a Baal Tshuva now to a Baal Bait, Balbus? What's the sign? That he starts talking in the Chazarat Hashats. That's the sign that he passed from because a Baal Tshuva normally begins, he's on fire, you know, everything's Yerchemai. And Balbus, you know, he's like talking and looking at the people and everything. So when does he pass the line? When he starts talking also, right? The thing is, we need the davening. Who are you davening for? It's not for you. We don't need, it's not for you, it's for the world. The world needs you. Ah, I said, the world needs you, so please shut up and do what you have to do. <laughs> right? That's the idea, that the mitzvah is for the world. That's what it does. So when I'm, I'm a representation, right? What's, what's the wording? We are a light upon the nations and to the nations. And Rav Nosson shows you, it's not just to the nations, it's to the whole world. To the doggies, the lions, the cows, the bees, the mountains, the rivers. We are the key here. We are the key. Yeratzon, we should believe in the power of the mitzvah. Rav Nosen really opens your eyes here. He gives you feeling. He gives you energy to get up in the morning and not say, I missed my minion, so I might as well just sleep for another four hours because anyways, my, what difference is if I daven at six or I daven at ten? You know, No, get up earlier and do the davening properly because the world needs your davening. The world needs your davening. Yes, the world needs your tefillin. The, need, the world needs your mitzvah for them to wake up. That's what it does. Okay? And you, be happy. So what's your job? If not the mitzvah for the world, what's your job? Your job is doing the mitzvah b'simcha. I have the zchut of being the one to do the mitzvah for the world, to get everyone back, to connect to Hashem. I have the zchut of being the, the messenger here. This, this is what I have to be happy about. But I'm zochet to the mitzvah. Hashem gave me the honor to carry the torch. You know, you know the torch in the Olympics? The guy who carries the torch and he puts it on the, on the, the big thing, whatever. I have the, the merit of being the one to carry the torch, to, to, to light the torch. That's the thing. Yes? So you're saying about that Simcha is a way to do the mitzvah so our the bracha can be activated. But how do we do mitzvah with Simcha compared to how we do mitzvah usually? So here he showed us how A leads to B and B leads to A. When you realize that the mitzvah you're doing is going to get everyone to wake up, that already should bring you simcha. As opposed to saying, what value is my mitzvah? I don't have to do mitzvah anyways, because anyways it doesn't make a difference. No. Your mitzvah is going to move the world whether you like it or not. So be happy. If you're happy, so now the mitzvah lifts up much more. The mitzvah doing done wakes up everybody. But now there's other things the mitzvah does when b'simcha. It lifts up Kedusha, holiness, which is trapped in the Klipot. He didn't mention about that. To get them to be released and to go up to their proper place, that's what the Simcha does. There's what the Simcha does and what the Mitzvah does. The Simcha is, what's, is the key, for sure. Once you have Simcha, then, you, then the Mitzvah can move upwards. In other words, you can release anything trapped. But it works the opposite. If I'm not happy, so here he's showing you what your Mitzvah is doing. And you should be happy when you know what it does. Even a low life like me, even a nobody like me, I just press the button, all these things happen? Yes, Mr. You, nobody, you, you press the button, all these things happen. He said, wow, 
That should bring you. Should bring, I, I, that's the simcha that I have. That I'm, I'm, I'm putting on the crown of the king. For example, tefillin. The, the tefillin are called the crown of Hashem, and it's doing all these amazing tikkunim that tefillin do. And in this case, waking up everybody. Wow. Even my tefillin? Yes, even that's your tefillin. Right. Okay? This is, this is the idea. That, that itself should bring you joy. Again, Rav Nosson didn't once in this paragraph mention the word simcha. Not once did he mention doing the mitzvah simcha. He didn't mention it. This is what the mitzvah does in itself. Okay? Why? This itself is what should bring you to simcha. This is going to bring you to simcha when you realize what your mitzvah is doing. It's another advice. Rav Nosson in the Kutel Achot, he brings several advices how to be besimcha and how to do the mitzvah besimcha. And here's giving another one. He's saying when you see what the mitzvah does, that itself should bring you to simcha. When you see what it's doing. Okay? But again, he gave a prerequisite. He says, Kedusha Betara. Kedusha Betara is a hint to the mikveh. They say in Breslov always, the Erchter is mikveh. The first thing is mikveh. Rabbi Nachman always said, before anything, mikveh. Start the day off of a mikveh. <clears throat> I'll just bring this up once. I remember I mentioned it maybe before. There's a breast of a Rav, Rav Brenner. He once asked two breast of elders, Rav Levi Tzak Bender and Rav Shmuel Shapiro, the same question. He asked them like this. If I see I woke up pretty late in the morning and I don't have enough time to go to the mikveh and daven nets. If I go to the mikveh, I'll miss nets. If I don't go to the mikveh, I'll make it for nets. So what should I do? So Rav Yitzhak Bender says, What's the question? Get up on time, go to the mikveh, daven nets. <laughs> like, no compromise, okay? You, you, what is this? Chutzpah. Get up early and go to the mikveh and daven nets. That's how Rav Yitzhak, he was like that. He was tough, but he had your chamayim. You know, he was really strong. He's saying, there's no games here. We're soldiers. You have to do after. Yeah, go to, get up earlier. What's the question? What is this chutzpah? Rav Shmuel Shapiro is more connected to people how they are. He says, okay, so you woke up late. So you can't daven nets. But why oh, really? skip on the mikveh? The whole purpose of mikveh no, maybe is that you should... That he said yeah. the purpose of the mikveh is that you should put on the tefillin after the mikveh. The whole idea of the mikveh is before davening. You just slept. You tasted 160th of death. Okay? You washed your hands in the morning. It removed partially the tuma. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mikveh does much more. Mikveh does much more. He said, so daven it later. There's only, only nets in halacha. There's only nets. So, that, so you, if you miss nets, so that's you're doomed. There's other mitzvot. There's a seven o'clock, seven thirty, eight. Depends where you daven. You have other shtiblech, whatever. But mikveh should be before the, before davening. Yeah, ten, twelve. Amshenov, uh, one, two, three, four, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah mikveh as a preparation. It's an example that mikveh oh, should someone, always be first. If someone uh, had to daven. Let's say a prophet says he had to daven. He couldn't go to the mikveh. So should I go afterwards? I think so. I think that yeah. I I don't know. That's a good question. We're talking about where you can do both. Right. Where you can do both. Okay. Where you can do both. All right. Yeshakoach, everybody. And Bezat uh, Hashem. Next class, we'll be continuing in the Likutei on the next section. Bezat Hashem. Recording stopped.